Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Adi Oladipo here. Sorry to interrupt your usual TalkSport daily programming, but wanted to let you listen to a brand new podcast from TalkSport. It's called The Men's Room. While myself and Rory Jennings talk all things, you guessed it, men, from fatherhood, dating, masculinity, and everything else in between. So sit back and enjoy it. If you like what you hear, you can listen to The Men's Room wherever you get your podcasts with new episodes brought to you every single Monday. Everyone, I'm Adi Oladipo and welcome to a brand new TalkSport podcast, The Men's Room. Now, look, in The Men's Room, anything goes within reason. We're going to talk about, you guess right, men, masculinity, sexuality, health, fatherhood, relationships, and so much more. Joining me on this wonderful journey is my co-host, Rory Jennings. How are you, Rory? This is exciting, isn't it? This is exciting, really isn't exciting. it? really exciting. I mean, I'm loving, I'm loving this setup that we have. It's nice. You've done some. It's almost like a little den. You're uh, you're very good at the old uh, interior decorating. You've done a well, you've done a great job here. I do try. I do try. My ex wouldn't agree, but um, no, I I'm do a, try. I am a, I am a big fan. You've got a great eye for it. Yeah. You're you're like the um, Lawrence Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen <laughs> of the boxer. You're Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen of the boxing world. Of the boxing world. Yeah. Yes, yes. Without you the, need, some, without you the need hair. some double cuffs on soon. And and some hair. And some hair. <laughs> uh, this episode we're going to talk about relationships, uh, which I think is a fantastic episode to kick us off just because we're on two different ends of the spectrum you and I you're young-ish free and single yes I am I'm withered mar- <laughs> yeah. married and, is that what marriage and, does and to knackered. you knackered I'll stay away from Forget marriage then knackered yeah um, how would you class your marriage though how, how long has it been where did you meet the missus etc etc so we got married in 2017 mm. We got married in 2017 uh, at Lord's Cricket Ground, the church on St. John's Wood Roundabout, and then across You're for the so party. Posh, aren't you? You're so Aspirationally posh. so, yeah. certainly. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily in reality. Uh, but yeah, we got married there in 2017. Uh, my daughter was born at the beginning of 2019. Mm. But yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I've, Did you always want to, are you one of those people? You know, some people do not want to get married. No interest in it. They have aspirations to get married, but they have no like, eh, I want to get... Were you one of those that like, I want to get married? It's my thing. Do you, do you know what? I've always felt like it would happen. Mm. I always felt like, you know, you know when you're a kid and you kind of go, well, when I'm older, I'll get married. It's kind, okay, of, what okay, you, yeah. it's kind of what you do. When I'm older, I'll have a kid. When I'm yeah. older, I'll... Get a car, get a house. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of like a rite of passage. I mm. certainly saw it as that. But I wasn't clucking for it. You know those mm. people, like I had, I had a couple of mates who at 24 were adults, yeah. men, house mortgage I wasn't that mm. I was a long way from that I lived at my nan's till I was 28 jeez yeah yeah wow. I wasn't I wasn't a particularly mature I'm not I've never been mature for my I've always been sort of slightly juvenile mm. um, and no I wasn't I was never the first to do anything okay. I was always like the last one to come along but then it when it landed when I met Victoria my wife it, it then all felt very natural and flowed mm. fairly rapidly I suppose we met in 2013 she was my boss. She cougared me. Was there any longer relationships before that? Was yeah, like, there was one longer. And you didn't think you want to get married to that person? Don't have to mention her name, but you never uh, thought, like, okay, she's the one. She was, no, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. No, we were, we There's were a story both, here. We were both very young. Yeah. We were both very young. We went out for about 10 years, but it oh, was wow. tempestuous. It was on and off, on okay, and off. Yeah. Aggression and like, you know, just in terms of uh, that, volatile, that volatile. That yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. It was that. It was it was a very good relationship. I wish her really well. Mm. She, had a, she had a daughter mm. like the whole time that we were together as well. I think I'd met her and she had a sort of 18-month-old kid okay so, so that's a lot to take on yeah yeah Especially as a youngster young. as well yeah, as a youngster yeah um but no i mean like, she's she was a wonderful girl i look back on that time that we had together really fondly but it was never really going to end 
with what I have now, which is mm. sort of a stable relationship and, and loving marriage. Yeah. For me, with my ex, and you're funny because you mentioned your relationship being a bit, or the previous one being a bit, you know, hot-tempered sometimes. Mm. Mine was definitely that, but I enjoyed it in a weird way. Yeah, I, I, I felt think, like she tamed me because I was like very street. Do you think it's this? Do you think when you're young, mm. that sort of thing is relatively engaging and exciting and almost normal? Mm. I couldn't think of anything worse now. I couldn't think of anything worse than having a drunken argument Oh. Well, with anyone, in fact, yeah. but oh. but you know, sort of with with a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Towards the end of my relationship with her, like, we were together thirteen years. Mm. You know, and we were going to get into it. We might get her on the show one day. Who knows? <laughs> but we were together nearly thirteen years, and I remember towards the end of a relationship, I would come home from work and hope she wasn't in. Uh, thinking yeah, this, 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 yeah, you know, it's got to that stage. Yeah. We're thinking, I don't want an argument. I don't want the noise and the drama. Please don't let me see the lights on when I turn the corner. Yeah, see, that's I've that's, never yeah, I've never been in a relationship that. like that. Yeah, also, that. I think our chances of getting her on now off the off the back of that sentence oh, has I, just taken a taken a hit. Well, there's a lot worse than that. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. No, do, do you know what? I've never been in a relationship like that. I'm, potentially, people have maybe I have, but mm. I'd be the one that they hoped wasn't in. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never I've never been like that. But I've also never been in. Which you know what I describe my marriage as now. Go on. It's easy. Like she's my best mate. She's Aww. sensible. No, but genuinely, like my my previous girlfriend was wonderful for for loads of things, and you know, really good girl. And I certainly wish her well. But nothing about the relationship with it was easy. It was always hard work. It was always like part of that can be fun, mm. but it was always quite difficult. Is there not a part of it? How long have you been married? No, been married since twenty seventeen. How long have you been with her? Since twenty thirteen. Okay, nine years. Yeah, it's a long time. Is there? Be honest. Be honest, we're mm. honest with each other. Has there never been a part of you? No one's listening. Has <laughs> <laughs> there never been a part of that's like, wish I was single? Oh, no, I've never ever wished to be single since I've been with Victoria, genuinely. Mm. My mm. life is so much better now. Yeah. Like my life, like she is so good for me. Everything, you know, I've got very lucky lately. Our friendship is a testament to that. This mm. podcast is a, t- a testament Works. to that. Got, everything's Works, everything's yeah. got better. It's all because of her. Like genuinely, like my whole life elevated. Mm pretty much as we got married and as we had a child. Like, everything got better. She's a stable influence. She's wonderful company. She's hilarious. I, I couldn't be happier One or thing that surprises me about you and Victoria, and I feel like I know her. I've only ever seen yeah. her, I think, once, but I know her so much. You're polar opposites in your views on life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, Paula Abdul sung about that, though, didn't she? Did she? Op- yeah. Opposites attract. Do you not remember <laughs> yeah. that cartoon with the with the, uh, yeah. the video where the cat was dancing? Yeah. Two steps forward, one step back, we mm. come together because opposites attract. No, we do, um, we do definitely challenge one another, but I think that's quite healthy. Mm. I think that's quite healthy. Like, like, Victoria and I can walk to the polling booth and vote a different way. We'll always vote. Yeah. Like we'll, but we kind of walk down to the polling booth and effectively cancel out each other's votes. Like we do look at life in a very different way. Mm. But I think that's quite good. I think part of part of an issue that you get now is your, I think society, you're not allowed to disagree mm-hmm. with each other. Like you're not allowed to be friends with people who you disagree with. And I think it's weird. I genuinely do because... Some of my best mates I disagree with on a lot of things. Like, look, we can use a, a relatively recent example. I was in Dublin recently with somebody who you obviously know and somebody who I think some of our viewers will, will have heard of. Adam McCullough does the Stretford Paddock, Manchester United fan, very well known in the YouTube space on the kickoff and whatever. We're talking about the Europa League final. We couldn't disagree with each other more on what we want the outcome to be. Mm. And, and, you know, obviously because of the team that's playing Glasgow Rangers, it comes down to loads of other things. It comes down to the way that maybe Adam views the royal family or whatever. Yeah, so, so you disagree like, yeah. on... So I was desperate for Glasgow Rangers to win that game. He was desperate for them to lose. But he's still one of my best mates. Hmm. And I think that's fine. I mean, you and I can do that. And I think it's fine. But there does seem to be this thing now. What do they call it? On the, They call it an echo chamber, don't they? Where you basically only agree and you're only friends with people that you agree with. And what you end up with is this really weird situation in your life where I think they call it false consensus. When you go, I can't believe that this happened because everyone I know doesn't think it's going to happen. That's like, so interesting because, you know, when you think of relationships now, especially relationships that are formed or made from um, online dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of those, you're looking for someone that almost shares the same view 
or shares the same things or does the same thing yeah. that you want to do. Which isn't so. Always, you're basically saying that it doesn't really work most times. It time. doesn't work for me, yeah. but I don't think it. I, like Victoria, for example, if you think about if you were to write down the things that you know I'm passionate about, you're you're now one of my best mates. You know me really well. Five things I like in life: drinking, football, playing cards. Victoria has no interest in any of the above. Literally none. Like Victoria could walk past Frank Lampard on the street, she wouldn't have clue who he is. Genuinely, not a clue. Yeah. And you some know, of I her used to hobbies. Get upset when my ex didn't like Liverpool. Did yes. Yeah, and now it makes no sense. Now I think of it stupid. Yeah. But at the time, I used to be like, I'm watching Liverpool. You can see how passionate it is to me. Why is it not passionate to but you? But if you if you were to go on a date, which obviously I've known you, and you're not shy on the dating what front. What are you talking about? If you were to do that. If the conversation started immediately around sport mm. and a and a girl that you were out with just immediately shut that down and went, do you know what, Eddie? I like artists. Do you yeah. want to talk about artists? Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge on that. You're not close-minded enough to kind of think, well, we can't talk about how Stephen Gerrard nearly won the league under no, Brendan Rodgers. So what's the point of being 100%, here? 100%, but there was a time for me when I wanted them to share the same interests. I think which I, think which I don't know, but you do get the overlap as well. You'll always get yeah. in the Venn. Look, I'm, I've said Victoria's not interested in. She doesn't want to go to the pub. She doesn't want to go to Stanford Bridge. She wouldn't dream of going to an away game for Chelsea. Like, wouldn't dream of it. She mm. thinks, you know, she thinks gen, genuinely wild. Yeah. She goes, "What are you up to?" On a Tuesday afternoon, I go and have the afternoon off work, and I'm going to Sunderland because Chelsea are playing in the League Cup. She goes, "What? <laughs> like, like what? Do you know anyone playing?" No, but they're 11 of my heroes. They're your heroes. Have you met them? No. Well, once maybe. What do you mean? Like, how, are you being paid for this? No, no. I'm paying a lot. Like, she just can't. See, when it's when you say it like that, yeah, yeah. It's it makes no sense. But look, we obviously have loads of shared interests as well. Because you, what happens is you go deeper than the superficial. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want to go to Stanford Bridge, but we bond over restaurants that we like and we bond over various cocktails that we like we bond over TV shows that we like and books that we read and whatever so you go that level deeper but you know that initial top line mm. which I think is dating apps like I was married before dating apps came out but yeah. that top line is I'm I'm a football fan I'm I'm this I'm that I'm, I'm A, B and C and then the girl really has to look at that and go I'm A, B, C as well and therefore you date but I think it's I think it's sometimes misleading. Yeah, and you're, and you're closing off an entire an entire crew, an entire uh, sector of society who you could actually bond with so much. Mm. That's interesting you say that because I think there's a lot of people that close off a section of society due to race as well. You mean in terms of so, for example, in terms you, of your preference? Yeah, in terms of your preference. So for me, growing up, it was okay. Um, I'm going to get married. It's going to be to uh, a West West African, yeah, preferably Nigerian. But is that because you are sexually attracted to West African, preferably Nigerian women, or because? No, I think it's family pressure and culture. Right. Because I'm still attracted to, you know, Caucasian women. I'm still attracted yeah. to Asian ladies. But I think my culture, I think most Nigerian guys, it's almost like you're forced down that road right. of you have to marry a Nigerian. So if you were to marry a white girl, yeah. so someone I grew up with from yeah. Kilburn High Road. Yeah white probably Irish ancestry mm. if, they, if she's from that area it won't be easy getting through the family well, say your family say think about your your immediates your brother yeah, brother. you coming to that wedding yeah yeah yeah. I think okay. everyone's coming but I do think in my head I'm thinking okay the conversation to the parents or to the to the wider family mm. is going to be difficult yeah. so I think most people almost section themselves into especially within Africa most people will date yeah. not just an African but date someone from specific, their country specific. and it gets so crazy in Nigeria where you're dating someone from your village or in that right. area. And does that translate to when people come to, say, say the Nigerian community of London? Yeah. Do you still try and... Oh, 100%. When I met my ex, the first thing my mum said Nigerian? was... Nigerian? Yeah. Was my first thing my mum said was, what's her surname? Right. That was the first oh, what, question. To, to see if she knows so any, immediately, any aunties or Just from the surname, yeah. she knew what area of Nigeria she was. Right, right. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, what's said yet? That's her surname. <laughs> and mum was like, oh, good. That ding. Okay, I saw my okay, mum's okay. eyes light up. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow, you know, he's not bringing a Jamaican. Would, you, home, would you conform to that now? No. Right. No. I think I was almost. And I wanted to as well, from a cultural standpoint, I don't mind yeah. it. But now, having been through that relationship and the pressures that it brings. I can it, see why on some level, lot. though, because you're going to connect with people who you have a cultural link to. Yeah. And, and that 
can I don't necessarily think it's always through race because I could be I think culturally it's quite linked dangerous to, to do if like myself and even my ex we're British we're brought we're born we're you know brought up here yeah so we yes we can connect with each other but we can connect with millions of people as well yeah but you didn't but now obviously you've you've had your moments but now you would date anybody really. yeah I think now I'd be open to dating people 100% from outside my race well, from from my very you know it's a straw poll of one here but my limited experience I've been married once mm. I've, I'm married I'm f from the city passionate about being from the city a proud Londoner and never ever envisaged me not living in central London mm. like I saw people with an 0208 phone number when I was a kid as being from the sticks yeah. like you're from where Acton sod that like you know West End kids <laughs> my wife yeah. is so countryside like mm. she doesn't really get London you know you know, when like she she thinks London's beautiful and she loves having easy access and she loves coming into London. She loves, you know, she works in Soho. Mm. But in terms of sort of living and the drudgery and the busyness and the hassle, she doesn't get it at all. But what I would say is, from from my experience of doing this, I think it's great to have somebody with like v differing yeah. opinions of it because otherwise you're just marrying yourself. How That's close do you? Exactly it. I think you're marrying yourself. And I remember thinking as I was going to get married and, you know, fortunately, unfortunately I didn't. I remember thinking I'm marrying a whole family here, which is, mm. I don't get me wrong. It's a good thing, but I thought we are marrying each other yeah. and we're going to be on top of each other and your mum, your dad, and we're all like one. Yeah. And there was no separation. But you know, but life generally, right? If you build that life and what's good about life down to like two bullet points, which is very difficult to do, but you say love, mm. so that's the most important. And then maybe you go experiences. So marrying somebody different, like which, which I did. Look, my, my, my wife's English, mm. but she's from the northeast, the mm. countryside. Like I, I've got so many different experiences simply from that. Like I know so much about cows. Genuinely, I'm not. I'm not joking. About what? Cows. Like cows. Cows. cows like right. cows that stand. Like moo, stand moo cows. cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so much about them. Like I could tell you so much about. I know the difference between a Hereford and a Herdwick. I know Herdwick's a sheep. I'm, I've done myself a disservice here, right? <laughs> but I, genuinely, I know. I, I know loads about cows yeah. more than I should know about yeah. cows. And that's coming from your missus. Coming from yeah. I've been on holiday to the Lake District. I know Lake District like back of my hand. Mm. I had no interest in going to the Lake District. Every holiday for me would have been, do you want to go to Ibiza? Do you want to go to Marbella? Maybe Dubai, New York. Like that, that would be my experience. So if that would you were be my to experience. have met you 15 years ago, yeah. would you be telling yourself 15 years ago the best thing about you right now is marriage? Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. If you, I would say... Look, no, we're so different in the sense that I, in a sense, ran away from a wedding. I decided, you know what? I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't man enough for it. I couldn't handle the stress and the Tony, pressure. Tony Braxton. That's right. <laughs> You've always got a song for every line. But generally, I thought I couldn't handle it. I, thought, I remember at the time, so we had, obviously, we got together in London. We started a business selling these type of chairs. That Glorious. You see me sitting on right now. It's such a, it's such an, Anglicised business. It's like, crazy. do you know what? I'm not, I, I don't, I hope this doesn't sort of reveal some sort of inner prejudice within me. And if it does, to anybody listening, I'm very sorry. I know, I would but tell if you. I, if, if I you, bought that chair yeah, and then it was being delivered and yeah. it was being delivered to me, what are they called? Um, Chesterfield. Chester, okay, Chesterfield. Presumably that means they were made in Chesterfield. Yes, sir. Which is Yorkshire and mm. as old English as it gets. Mm. If I ordered that chair, I would not be expecting you with the tattoos. <laughs> and the worst thing is you've got me, bald head, beard, tattoos. But She's a dread. <laughs> Coming from so, Stratford yeah, as but well. We speak, both of us speak quite well. Yeah. Yeah, so they would, you know, they'd, they'd answer the phone and would speak and their surprise when they would not come through the door yeah. and see both of us was incredible. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, it's, inc it's truly incredible. But do you know what's, what's more of an enigma about you? Mm. With me, things can't go in right because I'm the stereotype in a way. I kind of married... I married a good girl mm. and you know it's like I think Mike Skinner says says uh, something something in a street song he goes look you get the love of a good girl and you'll be sweet and that's pretty much what happened to me I was a little bit off the rails I didn't really know what I was doing had some relatively hairy moments and wonderful times but some hairy moments and then met Victoria and everything you know the trajectory just changed you're quite an interesting one because you had the similar trajectory our stories aren't dissimilar mm. But there isn't the of like for me. No, for the me, girl, the girl me, did it. The girl yeah, did for it me, to me. It's the other side. It's the, it's almost like coming away from that relationship, 
the embarrassment of calling off a wedding which is the biggest embarrassment ever. Did you? What did you do? Did you like do a Rachel Green in Friends and like jump out the window or something? Pretty much. And leave? Did pretty you much. just run away? Pretty much like Mate, We've got to come on in to that. We need to do a whole no, 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 episode no, no. dedicated yeah, we, yeah, to Yeah, well, we can yeah. skim over it now. So in Nigeria, um, everyone's getting w- ready for the wedding. And Nigerian weddings are very similar to Asian weddings where the biggest thing in the world. Oh my God. So you people know. have flown in. Oh, it. of course. People have flown in from Nigeria to the UK. It's not easy getting money. a visa from Nigeria to the UK. Spent money. The hall's been booked. So that's 10 grand. The food, the caterers, and a couple of months before that, I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do this. And I remember going to see her mum when I got back. <sighs> That's a lie. I didn't go and see her mum. I spoke to her mum because I was too fearful. Of, I'm not sure I can chick wimped out. And her mum was very much, it's, you know, it's okay. These things happen. I'll see really? you in a couple of days. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not marrying your daughter. And then obviously it switched. The whole conversation switched. And I was like, it's the first time I've ever felt, and it's funny because me and you were just speaking off camera about the, using the word man up. But that's when that's when I honestly genuinely needed a father figure around just to kind of say, okay, look, we'll deal with this. Oh my god! Because then I'm like, mum, you need to speak to her, mum. I can't deal with it. It got to that stage. Is that what you did? I did. I literally put it all on my mum. Like, mum, please speak to her. I'd be very quick to call you a coward. No, I was no, no, no. I don't think it is cowardly because I think it's this is is like this is so flammable, isn't it? Cowardly in terms of running away from a wedding. Because sometimes, but cowardly in the way in which I dealt with. Everyone who I've known for the best did, part. Did you of literally run years. away? Did you just jump on a plane back to London? Got on a plane while people are still there. No, no, the, the wedding was supposed to be in London. Oh, right. The wedding was supposed to be in London, right. so I got on a plane coming back to London. No wedding. I've cancelled everything. Oh. I even tried to go back to the hall because I was broke and asked for some money back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that the finances were also fairly high on your list. Here. Yeah, because I was thinking, okay. wait a minute, I'm broke okay, I'm now. Definitely breaking someone's heart, but I could do with a bit I could of a do rebate. With a of quid. I could do with a rebate. They yeah. said no. What do you mean, my friends do? Went to the hall and sat in there because we're like, oh, I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this. You're not. You're not using this hall for free. You're not using the hall for free. We're sitting yeah, in the hall. I'm coming to the hall, man. I've paid for it. I'm coming. But um, yeah, hardest decision ever. What flipped then for you? Like, how did you? How did you go from that? Because look at you now. Look at where we are. Look at your rock lo- bottom. Yeah, rock bottom. You come back and there's nothing in it. I definitely went into a bit of depression. Honestly, because you, you're, you're, I'm getting phone calls from everyone. I'm getting phone calls from her friends and rightly so. Yeah. Like you effing blah, blah, blah. It starts nice and then it gets bad. And then the text has come and you've got to block a few people. Yeah. It just started to get really vile. Like very. Yeah, like it's painful. Painful. And then, um, yeah, and then I hit rock bottom and then I was like, okay, what can you do? You've and then, but see, it's, it's impressive though because you've done it with with me the credit doesn't really lie with it to a degree you mm. you know you share the you share that that we managed to kind of like get back back to winning ways to a degree but i just don't know how you managed to do it because you you're single and then decided right i'm going to embark on a new career i'm going to mm. take a leap of faith into yeah. a world of youtube where i don't really have any knowledge I, you or- know i give her a lot of credit and i think she knows this now we we've started speaking again and i remember all the things that she was saying i could do back then in terms of YouTube and broadcast and I used to laugh at like shut up when she's always said no you could do it do it yourself you could right. do this you could oh, do so that so she does actually she, yeah. at the very genesis of, of this journey for yeah. you she is she present. plays a massive part it's always a girl she plays there. a massive Mate, part it's always a girl so, you know when they say girls mature faster than guys I used to laugh at that no, it's, it's a so quibble, like all nonsense so it is so true Mate, they're, so, they're always at least with, with my do you know when I think about doing something like immediately mm. often rash do you know what I have to think I have to think okay I'm going to do this but before I do it I'm just going to phone Victoria like you know if somebody somebody does something like a situation whatever mm. if I don't like something I can be very snappy and not always not always correct I basically just think I seek the counsel of my wife and the right answer will come good they get, they get it right they get it right would you and look I Fingers crossed you never, ever leave Victoria. You mm. know, you've got a wonderful kid, nice big house. You make making, <laughs> making loads of money, ain't you? Um, <laughs> if you were to ever, if it were to ever come to a, a yeah. home, would you ever go on a date? No. I think I'd, 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 I say this genuinely, right? I'd just be single. Do you know how many, if how many she, users if, are on if, Tinder? If Can she, you guess as to me how many users are on Tinder? How many users how are many on Tinder? How many people are on Tinder right uh, now? In the UK or in worldwide? Because it's everywhere, isn't it? Good. It's got to be, oh, mate, loads. A hundred million. Okay, 76. Million. Million. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I mean, that is? Yeah. Seeking love. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the journey, isn't it? It's yeah. what people... And me what, as a single person, I think a lot of people would assume I'm on it. I just don't, yeah. I can't do it. I wonder how many of those 76 million you've slept with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, mate. I, I mean, yeah, people. It's the journey. I think 30% it's percent are married for a lot. Thirty percent are married. Thirty percent on there are married. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What that, does that say? You're you're married. What does that say about people? In, it says in a lot of people have a lot more energy than I do. <laughs> God, that's crazy, do, isn't it? Do you know? I couldn't think of anything worse than than that. You know, like I mean this full full like being as candid as I can possibly be. Cards on the table. The idea of that. Well, the idea of what meeting someone like on another, an app. you know, when you hear people have other girlfriends and other lives, and oh, even cheating, cheating, or, or or kind of playing the field a bit and mm. like having more than one. I just, I honestly just don't get it. I just don't see the buzz. I don't see how. Have anyone... you never met someone though? Uh, you know, you know. Obviously, look again. Mm. You and Victoria, like that, rock sort of. You've never met someone that's maybe turned your eye like, oh, hello. No, I, I, since I've been married, I honestly haven't because I don't think I'm not, open to it. I think I, I also think I'm blind to it. Mm. Like I've never been, I've, I was never great at yeah. the chat anyway, and I was also always convinced that nobody ever actually fancied me. I never think like you know if Correct. you know if I did like someone mm. and I was single, yeah. I'd be like. Oh, she wouldn't anyway kind of thing mm. that would be my approach you're not going to get any R's and no no I don't, well, I don't need them now I've got, like, my, got sex on tap now <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but no I, I don't I honestly don't get it so you see that 30% that you've, yeah. you're speaking about there 30% of people on Tinder are married. clearly unhappy like, I remember in the first but I don't necessarily think it's as simple as that what I is don't it, think it's as just simple just a bit of bit of spice because I th I think a lot of yeah, yeah I, I mean, think don't say men unhappiness both yeah. no it's men you think it's men? You think thirty? Well, one second. You think the thirty percent, twenty nine percent men? You think it's that high? Really? I wish. I wish there was a figure. There's no. There's mate. This is so men. You'll be surprised. Nah, I would be very surprised. Yeah, yeah. I also know nothing about what I'm talking about. But I've got three sisters. You'd be very surprised. No way. Not trying to say they do anything. I'm trying to say I have conversations with other girls a lot, and you'll be surprised. No, there's no way that any. I'm not having that. I'm not having that married. Tinder is this hotbed you're of having, married you're, women you're not, looking you're for not, one night stands with men. That's not how the world you're spins, You're not having man. that you've got these ladies that stay at home. Their men go away for business. They're bored. The men treat them like trash. You're not having that they can be sort of, you know, coerced into doing something. No. no, I honestly don't think. Look, I could, I could be proved wrong, and maybe we can find the stats for this yeah. on another episode. Yeah. But I would say that the like the lion's share by a ridiculous percentage will be men. Will be men. Yeah, men, men. Men are bad. Yeah, but men also are very stupid. They're very stupid and do silly things. They're very stupid mm. and they do very silly things. And it is a silly thing. Mm. Not in, the majority of the majority of the time when people cheat on their wife or husband. They regret it, which it implies that it's a silly mistake at yeah. the time. I cheated early with my partner. Did you? Yeah, early in our relationship. Yeah, when I was still very much, like I met when we when I was 24, 25, I was still yeah. doing silly things with yeah, friends. Yeah. And I didn't really take the relationship serious at the beginning. Yeah. Just, you know, just, and then, you know, it went, oh, because... But it would be very different for you. It would be very different for anybody. Cheating at 25 is very different to cheating at 35. And mm. married with a child, or yeah. it's a very different. It's a very different journey, I think. Mm. But I would, I would be surprised if if there was a huge swathe of women coursing through Twitter looking for looking for men available. I've got, I've got another fact for you. Yeah, Come this on is up. interesting. A 2016 study revealed that those who use the app tend to be less happy with their looks. However, they believed only male users suffered lower levels of self-esteem. But I think I think that that might be true because my so my mate mm. is on it was he's now in a relationship with somebody that he didn't meet on the on the app. app. But he used to really make me laugh because you often see this thing like for example a man on there would have to be very careful what they say in terms of what they like mm. they'd have to be very respectful. Mm. But my mate used to send me these things and it would be like under five eleven need not apply and all that. Yes, and you can just be, you can just be out there. So I'd have no luck on there anyway. Yeah, because if if that if that's true, if if generally if the general consensus on Tinder is under five elevens need not apply, mm. just me on there, isn't it? It's me on my own. I think that could be true because people aren't people can say very negative things so about. You think fellas. it's bad for? A, let's talk about males here for their self esteem. 
I think the I think the app generally is very bad for self esteem because you're only being judged on, on your looks because it's photographs, isn't it? Mm. It's photographs and maybe a few words, yeah. so like a like a social media profile. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a really bad thing for society. I, I, I find Instagram yeah. and I find Instagram and I imagine that it's a. As a condition that's replicated on these it's, dating it's apps, it's pretty much that, isn't it? It's I think like it's Instagram. damaging, man. I, th- yeah. I genuinely do, and I think because I'm a bit older, and because I'm a father, and because I've got a daughter, and, and because I adore my wife, and see how she approaches life, and it's very a lot more tender than mine I would naturally be. I do think that there's a damaging culture. You mm-hmm. know all this Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody acting like they're billionaires. Yeah. Everybody acting like they're glamorous as anything. Selfies mm-hmm. and like, I'm Photo- so photoshopped photos. Yeah, I'm so anti that for my daughter are we just too old yeah I think mm-hmm. so I get called a boomer all the time I, get, I think so I, th- I think we probably are yeah, yeah. I think young young people listening to this would see like, I would be I'd probably be their target market right 40 years old single yeah. ready to mingle yeah disposable income so you could pay the upgrade yeah, or whatever but I yeah. wouldn't even want to go for Tinder it doesn't appeal to me I don't appeal just to just the idea of swiping the only reason why it on could appeal and like let's to who easy it's okay. easy. Like like dating is hard and it's effort I know more people that use Tinder as a sexual app than as a dating app. Yeah. Like I know people that land in a city and they're using Tinder. Do you know what though? Maybe maybe you aren't a good case study here because you're a person. Firstly, you're handsome and thank therefore you. you don't have to worry. Jeez, like, you. no, do you know what I mean? Like you can, you, you're also very confident mm. and you're also articulate. So yeah. you can, you can go out, have conversations. Mm attract naturally and be in and you've got disposable income you can buy dinner you can do you can do it you're probably not a good case study to use here at all because there are people who don't have firstly the the looks secondly the confidence thirdly the articulation and fourthly the disposable income they still want to meet people Mm. but i do think it's damaging for them because you say yes and no based purely on a face it's hateful. Crazy, it's hateful. It? That's actually, yeah. It's actually Crazy. hateful. Like, uh, if it wasn't virtual, it would be cruel, wouldn't it? I imagine it's how, I imagine it's how Genghis Khan so would, would meet his suitors. Still, not her. Not her. Not what's her. What's the best way then? Like for a single man to meet someone, is it still just? The so usual? if I was in the situation, and yeah. when I was in the situation, yeah. I would, I think, face to face is essential. Mm this virtual world for it isn't for me at all and I do think it's damaging and I and I don't think that it I don't think that it works because we spoke earlier we've kind of come full circle here finding people with your interests isn't only a good thing it isn't only good there is so much to life there is so many other opinions there are so many other places there are so many other experiences simply finding people who think the way you do I like A, B and C she likes A, B and C great let's meet limiting Mm. Is limiting, and for in terms of self-esteem, in terms of self-respect, in terms of everything like that, this is broader than simply dating apps. But social media is just an abomination of it. <laughs> isn't like look, I use it all day, every day, yeah. every day, because of work, mm. and it has become so intrinsically linked to my income that I have no option. But you know, if I won a Euro Millions. And I have the little fantasy of winning the Euro Millions. You know, when people genuinely, what what would you do if you won? You're coming off Instagram immediately. Do you know, it's one of the fantasies. Like it's actually, it's actually there. Yeah. yeah. Like so, some of the fan, like yeah, I'd I'd probably buy a, a a nice a nice house on the French Riviera in Antibes. I'd have a, a house in the south of France. <laughs> so I fantasize about that. But I also fantasize about deleting my Instagram profile. I actually yeah. think, oh god, <laughs> if I win the lottery, it'd be great because I'll get to buy a house and delete Instagram and mm. delete Twitter. Mm. That's how damaging I think yeah, it is. I, it, and I won't have my kid on there. And I, and I love the fact that my wife, my wife has it and probably goes on there once a week. Addy, if I'm honest with you, I mean, I'm addicted probably, to social media. It's bad, it's bad. I've tried to, I'm addi- I'm tried addicted. to limit No, you're worse than me. I mean, you know when we were in America? I'm worse than you. I was like frustrated yeah, I'm worse than you because I'm single. So I'm on there yeah, maybe. and I'm looking at Instagram almost look like but, it's But mate, listen to how damaging maybe this is for you. To people who don't know this, listening, Addy and I went to the States fairly recently. We went to the Super Bowl. And obviously we spent loads of time together. We had a wonderful time and had a fantastic company, but there was a big issue that used to drive me mad. We go out for dinner 
and I'd be having a conversation with Addy and the conversation would go kind of me to him. He wouldn't quite hear it because his eyes are glued to the phone. And it was a, it was a thing where I had to go, mate, I can't talk to you until you put the phone down. Is that damaging our relationship? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not, not long term, not irreparably, mm. but at the time it was annoying. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Yeah. But, but bearing in mind, I didn't have my phone in my hand and I've just admitted to being totally addicted to social media. I don't know what you're playing at. If, you're, if I'm telling you to put the phone down, you've got problems. It's actually not as bad as that. No. It's not as bad. No, just, it's just when you're, it's just it's when when you're in boring you, company. You're boring. Yeah, yeah. You're boring. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so it's, it's, a reflection on, it's a reflection on it's the reflection company. On you. It's your fault. Um, <laughs> but you know, the weirdest thing for me is, and maybe that's probably why I have been single since the ex, yeah. and that was like four years ago. I'm like, I actually don't know Wait, where the right place years. is. Four years ago, yeah. That's, that's way more recent than I thought. Really? I thought we were talking about a story a decade ago. Oh, no, no, four years ago. Wait, yeah, four years. I left Nigeria in April 2018. Mate, your turnaround is amazing. Oh, thank you. Isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, we need to have that conversation as well. The journey of Adi Oladipo. I need to hear more about that. There is a YouTube video about it. Feel free to go to my social media. Always <laughs> <laughs> getting it in, well played. Plug, plug. But, mate, I do think, uh, I do think that that... Whole I miss world. being in a relationship though. Do you? Oh, immensely. This single world is nonsense for me. I just don't have the time for it. I don't have the time for yeah. the pretense of it all. Well, like I, just I do, I the do idea agree of you. getting dressed up all the time, having a fresh trim and going out and drinking and spending fresh money. Trim. Got to trim the beard. Oh. And spending money. How dare you? That's got to be trimmed as well. The bald head's got to be trimmed as well. Spending money yeah. I don't really have. Uh, I haven't had a fresh trim since <laughs> 1986. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I agree. Because you know all the best things about my day? Mm. Do you know what? Do you know all Ultimately, what I do every day, mm. I basically I fly into London. I do. I have a busy life. I do loads, but the priority is get home, get back to my house, see my kid before she goes to bed, and watch some TV and have dinner with my wife. That's basically the be all and end all of my day. Mm. And I know that you don't have that, but I couldn't quite imagine what the motivation is if you haven't got that. So no. I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. But other pe other people, by the way, they would go, 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 go home to the missus and you get to go out and... Yeah. No one's ever happy. I don't think so. But you are. I prefer... Oh, mate, I prefer so much. I think you're a lot happier than me. What, fundamentally? Fundamentally, yeah. I feel like you've got it all sorted. I feel like I'm still trying to plug holes and fill gaps, yeah. Mm. Because I don't have that that emotional side from a female. Do you not revel in the dating do you not find no I absolutely can't stand it aside from the moment like trying to, I'm trying to see it from your you know what it is I just go purely on looks when we were in I'm the states purely on looks when we were in the states oh, we're sitting on that rooftop bar <laughs> I hope we can discuss. we can it's okay yeah yeah we're sitting on the rooftop man, bar it's okay yeah. do you not find do you not potentially pity me in this situation we're sitting at the top of this glorious bar in the in the downtown LA. of LA mm -hmm. And these two very attractive girls come in. I went, hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to bed. See you later. <laughs> yeah. And you went, hi, nice to meet you. What would you like to drink? Do you not find, are you not pitying me there? Because a lot of people listening to this will definitely prefer your role in this story and the ending of this story, in fact, yeah, but rather my, than my role in this story. My role in that story cost me about $500. Yeah, but you've got loads of money. Well, you yeah, made I'm money. okay. Your role was, <laughs> you know, a bed and probably a phone call from the missus. Yeah. yeah my, my, it's fun. It's fun for a couple of hours and that's exciting. But then, you know, the realisation is I'm in LA and what are we going to do here? Bit yeah. of hanky-panky, then what? Actually, I think most people listening to this will think that if, if they had to pick a role there, mm. Batman and Robin, you're Batman on Robin. Mm. So I've gone, hey, lovely to meet you. Have a lovely night. Really, really, uh, really uh, enjoy yourself. Ta-da. Mm. Most people would rather be you. I would rather be you. I, Maybe I would I've rather done, be me. I've done me for four years. times, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. been four years and it's fun and I've done me and enough's enough. Time for a bit of fun now. You ready for this? Uh, you heard us talk about our lives for now. Um, interesting. Victoria, we <laughs> heard mentioned. I didn't even mention my ex's name, Demi. Let's give her some respect, eh? Demi. Demi. You know her surname. You'll hear more from her soon. You might see her as well a bit soon. All right, it's now time to hear about yours. We've been on the hunt to get some stories from our listeners and they did not disappoint. Rory, are you ready for this? All right, let's talk about this one. This is from Ben. Uh, this might be slightly strange, but on a first date, I always like to go to Ikea. My thinking is if we can cope with the stress of Ikea, followed by a nice chat over the meatballs, their meatballs are pretty good, then there is every possibility we can make it work. This is horrific. 
Ikea. It's horrific. Awful, isn't no, it? No, I mean, not the Ikea. The Do movies. not try and romance in Ikea. Surely, that first date, it's imperative no, that you he's get right, it spot though. On. If you can get through Ikea, all the drama, all the nonsense, the pencils, the yellow bag, if you can get through all of that and still at the end of it be okay, then there might be hope. If there she is prepared to go to a first date to Ikea, I'd say she's not worth seeing. Really? Yeah. Ben? Like nobody wins here. Be- like Ben shouldn't be proposing it and the girl shouldn't be accepting it. Like there is no, g- Ikea is a chore. Mm. A date is a you gift. You know what's a weird first date? Cinema. That used to be your banker. You when you're a kid though. You probably call it pictures because you're that old. When you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. When, <laughs> no, but when you're a youngster, when you're 16, 15, you've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. You can't go to the pub. You can't, you've got no money. It was Cinema. relatively cheap. Cinema. Now that yeah, it's yeah. a weird one because neither of you are speaking. Yeah, no, I went. It's a weird one. I, remember, I, I to went to Titanic on a date. I remember I went to Titanic. Good choice. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, went to. Oh, you uh, won. You've won that date. Yeah, the cinema yeah. in Finchley Road in the O2 Centre. I remember. I remember everything about it. From, right? No, no, not her. Much, okay. I was much younger then. Oh, okay, okay. This was a girl from uh, Kendall Rise called Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, next one from Joel. I, I'm not proud of this, but I met a girl once and honestly thought she was the one. After a year, I decided to take her home to meet my family. I'd never done this before. So this was a big step for me. This couldn't have gone more wrong. As we go inside, the girl takes just one look at my younger brother, turns and bolts straight back out the oh door. Oh God, I know where this is going. Turns out my younger brother was also in a relationship with this girl and they had been together for a number of months. I didn't go after her and we never spoke again. Oh my God. It can't happen, by the way. She's crazy. It can't happen. No, but she's met, this girl is crazy. What for? I thought you said one second. I well, she's embarking did, I on two. You just said that girls don't do this. I mean, she's. I said no. I, I gave you one percent, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, she's the one. I gave you one percent. One percent. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I just don't know how people do it. Like you know, the juggle, the energy. I was talking. I'm obviously not naming him here. The buzz. I'm obviously not naming anybody here. Yeah. But a friend of both of ours mm. was recently talking to me about the situation that they had, mm. and he's a funny dude. You're making me think of funny but friends. The amount know. of effort that he goes to it it blew my mind the amount of juggling to keep multiple people in the dark and multiple people happy mm. I just honestly don't know how you do it I don't know how people have the energy it's almost I, I, on some perverse level I kind of find it quite quite in, inspiring to have the ability and, yeah. and, and drive and energy because it must take like keeping one household happy is no, but you're talking about properly cheating it. So you're talking about you know, yeah, having split lives. lives. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's ridiculous. Mm. I'm just talking about the guy that lives at home with his missus. No, but this girl's then... got two lives because she's got two boyfriends that think they're the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds awful. Like she, sounds, she also somebody far more clever uh, and and uh, intelligent than me will have to diagnose this. But it also sounds insane. Don't you think? Don't you think that's mental? No. Two boys. No. You think it's cool? No, I just think it happens. I think it happens a lot. But does more it happen? Do. Is it not? Is it not the? I think it's is it not the behaviour of a lunatic? Yes. It's a lunatic. It's a nutty move. Mm. Two. Just pick your favourite, man. It's like <laughs> it's like your football team, isn't it? Just yeah, pick yeah. your favourite and, and pick your favourite and devote your life to it. All right. Next one. This is from Scott. I'm someone who normally doesn't get much attention. Who wrote this? What Scott? <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> the attention I get on Tinder seems to be mostly from very odd characters. <laughs> The strange interaction I've had was recently when a woman offered to buy me trainers in return for an intimate video. I've not been on the app since. Let's read that again. One second. No, don't. don't. The strangest interaction I've had recently was when a woman offered to buy me trainers in return for an intimate video. I've not been on the app since. What? Mate. Give me the trainers. What? But you're going to have to do something lewd on the web. Not on the web. Yeah, on but the web. Privately, send her a video. Yeah, but that, that, you never heard of you a screen record. What are they? Are you, are you open to that? I'm, 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 I'm open. Mate, there's some I'm terrible open. things like that, you know. That's crazy. Mate, there's you crazier heard of, things than uh, that. Are you aware of OnlyFans? Yes, I am. You know how much money can be yeah, made? Yeah, do you know my friends on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she's, she's been very candid with me. I mean, we could bring her on here one day. That'd be fantastic. But how much do you think here? she's making? She told me. I'm not, I, I, I won't say it. She can tell you. Right. But it's is more it? than me and you combined. Combined? Yeah. Yeah, wow. honestly. She's bought herself a house mm. in a really affluent part of London. A house. Like, think about think yeah. about the cost think of, about living, the cost in of living in London. And I won't say the area, but you know the southwest London pocket yeah. that is very beautiful and yeah. very sought after. She's bought herself a house. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
literally yeah, only thousands, fans as a whole, pounds, thousands and yeah. thousands of pounds a day. It's mental. It's mental. What is? But she does speak very openly about it. So she may she may come on we may and have this wrong. chat and we have this chat wrong. with us. Yeah, because I'd love to know how someone could want to be in a relationship with someone that's on OnlyFans. She, I believe, again, she'll have to tell us, but I think she actually lost her relationship. Because of it. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a relationship. It's almost like those people that are in relationships with porn stars. I've always wondered. Do you know, I met one. A porn star? I met met both. I met a porn star Mm. and I met the husband. How did you know she was a porn star? No, she's a famous porn star. The story goes, you know, I do the True Geordie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was, he was into, he's had a porn star on the website. Mm. Sorry, he's had a porn star on the podcast. I had, they were filming after I was filming. So I'd done my show. The show ended. She's turned up with the husband. I was like transfixed at how weird Mm. and pathetic he must be as a man. You know, like, I was just like, you are not a man. (laughs) How can you be okay with everything? Because also, you know, like, you know, like the levels of porn. (laughs) Yeah, like there's there's a spectrum in there there's like there's porn and then there's like porn I saw a video from this girl oh my god I, mate it actually like disturbed I just me it was I just distressing you wouldn't as a normal dude be able to no compete mate uh. I, no, whoa, I care about competing you, you can't you can't do that you know if there's ever mm. and, I, and this is how I feel about sex generally you know, if there's like more than two penises in the room, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I ain't, I like there is. I'm. I never ever want to see an erect penis that isn't my own, and I don't massively want to see my own, but I have no choice. <laughs> this girl, there was like ten in the room, uh, and I met the fella, and the fella's just like, "Hey, man, like American." I'm just looking at him. I was like, "Bro, crazy. You are mental. Crazy. You know, I want to end this conversation on. It's a question. It's a tough one." Yeah, you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm geared up. I'm poised. What would you do if Victoria ever cheated? I would go crazy. I would go, out, uh, yeah, I would be uncontrolled. Would you guys be together? Still? No, fuck. Okay. No, <laughs> no abs- absolutely not. But neither would she. Yeah. She, she would adopt this very similar. I really? would be, I would be, yeah, I would be horrific. My, 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 my view on life, I view the world like people viewed the world in 1958. <laughs> you are like that, yeah. by the way. You do know that. Then. Yeah. Out I, here, I, I, it's, 20, it's 2022 yeah, here. I know how but my house is 1958. Okay. And no. I bet she would be exactly the same. Okay. She would, she would not, she's a very liberal person. Mm. But not, not insane. What about, I'm pushing the boundaries here now. You, again, go on. No, wait, like go for it. I like you just putting your, your hair through, I mean, go your hand through your hair. Yeah. Stressing <laughs> you out a little bit. What if you found you're speaking to someone? So not cheating. Well, that might be classed as cheating. It would depend on the, it would depend on the words. It would okay. depend on what was being said. Okay. But no, but but you can cheat without you you can cheat without, without sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if she did that again, the relationship would be over. And she knows that. And she would be exactly the same about me. Mm. But yeah, zero tolerance. You? I think I could. Could you? I think I could. You pathetic man. I think I could. Remember, I'm I'm not in you 1958. I'm in 2022. What you could forgive that? I think another, I could. You know what it is. You know you know you know what it is. Cock. I think. I think it's because not the physical. No, not the fi- not no. Physical. Sorry, couldn't, right? Couldn't forgive the figures. Not the physical. Yeah, but I could forgive the non-physical, the conversation. I think I could, because I. I've, to be honest, for, hang on. Is there not an argument for this? Go on. The non-physical could be worse because it's emotional. Mm. There is something. There is something sort of more less invested in sex. I'm, look, I'm, I'm saying nothing's okay. Mm. Nothing. But there is something less in. There is less investment in sex. It happened. I was drunk. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when they a connection, connection, texting each other while you're sitting there watching the telly, she's texting another. Like, ah, not a chance. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, now you've heard us chat about all this relationship stuff. It is time now to get someone who really knows what they're talking about. Uh, Lucy Beresford, a psychotherapist and relationship expert. She joins us right now. Lucy, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very, very much. Um, what is a relationship expert? What does that entail? Well, I studied psychotherapy and all of my clinical work is around working with people one-to-one. And that means that I'm really exploring the relationships that they have in the world. So I've got 22 years of experience of that. And I'm a human being. So I have (laughs) relationships myself, not just, you know, sexual and intimate ones, but relationships uh, with colleagues and pets and school children and classmates and what have you. So in many ways, we're all relationship experts, but we worry that we're not. We always worry that everybody else knows so much more than we do. And sometimes it just takes one other person to say something and you think, that's what I've been thinking. That's what I've always suspected. So the chances are, you know more than I do. I, I doubt that very much. I really do. Uh, you know, you only think of specifically relationships and sort of um, the way like social media is now played a part and apps being involved in relationships, dating apps. How have you noticed a change in relationships over the last sort of, say, 15 to 20 years? The biggest observation is uh, uh, heightened anxiety, I think. Social media does a number of things. It gives you the impression that everyone else is having a great relationship because that's invariably the only thing that they post. So if you're sitting there and you're single or you're heartbroken or you're in a very difficult relationship, you're being presented, perhaps even bombarded with messages and updates that might reinforce this sense that everybody else is having a great time and you're not. I think there's also another element to it, which is that social media has often made certain elements of cheating a bit easier. And we call this sometimes micro cheating. So if you were in a relationship with someone who was always liking other people's photos, particularly photos maybe taken by people that they might conceivably be romantically interested in, that could really exacerbate any kind of jealousies or insecurities that you might have. So my worry about social media is that as amazing as it is, and you and I are both on Twitter and we use social media a lot, but actually it can really intensify whatever insecurities already exist. They make them more apparent, more florid and harder to deal with. And that's why sometimes actually what I say to couples is, just switch your phones off more regularly than you do because you're not going to be bombarded with this extra information that you've got to process in addition to dealing with your relationship. Do you think, Lucy, that it's now more difficult to meet somebody because of social media? Like, in in theory, it's something that makes it easier. You know, Tinder makes life easier to meet people. But I think that because of... Because of Uh, its availability, it makes it very difficult because there's so much choice out there. Absolutely. It it makes it easier to connect in one way. I mean, you can go on a dating app and start a conversation five minutes later, whereas in the past you would have to get dressed up, get on the tube, go into a pub, (laughs) walk walk into that pub on your own, or go to a party or go to a wedding or go into the office and start, you know, fancying somebody on the other, in the other cubicle to you. But 
I think social media makes it both very easy to make very superficial connections, but it makes it harder to make deeper connections. And, and we do run that risk of thinking, well, if this doesn't work, you know, there are not more plenty more fish in the sea, but zillions more fish in the mm. sea. Because I could be on an app and I might start chatting to someone who lives in South America or they live in, you know, um, in Japan. And, and that's still possible. And I might end up having a long-term relationship. But am I making a real connection? Mm. Now, for some people... Actually, the thought of going to a party or striking up a conversation in a bar or even getting to know somebody that you might be working with. I mean, obviously, some workplaces discourage that, but it is the fact that quite a lot of people do meet their future partners in the workplace. If you could actually spend time chatting online to someone first and reveal a little bit about you and a little bit find out a little bit more about them, then maybe actually that would uh, so solve a lot of problems for people. It might make dating, dating easier, but I always say it doesn't really matter what you do online. It really matters how the relationship progresses uh, once you meet in real life. And of course, with social media, you can dump someone by text. You can ghost them by blocking them on Instagram. There are some pretty cruel ways in which social media can really exacerbate some of the problems that, that dating already has inherently within it, but it just happens in the blink of an eye. Uh, Lucy, we were talking about Tinder. Obviously, that seems to be the sort of the number one dating app that everyone knows. And there was a crazy stat on there, about 30% of the users on Tinder are married. So I guess the next question would be, do these apps sort of encourage infidelity? Are they, are they kind of open to let people go on there or people jumping on there thinking, you know what, regardless of my situation, I'm still going to go and use these apps? Yes, I mean, I think it's fair to say that infidelity did exist before social media. <laughs> and that's, that's the funny wrinkle of human activity, which is that a lot of people become dissatisfied with the relationships that they're in. And obviously, there are also married dating websites like Ashley Madison, for example, that that cater to a particular demographic that want to be a little bit more transparent about the fact that they are in a primary relationship, but they want something else. But absolutely, the problem with any kind of dating encounter is that, and in fact, this could happen in any relationship, a, a sort of work relationship or a clinical relationship, you've got no guarantee that somebody is being truthful, that someone is being completely transparent with you. And therefore, just because it's very easy to meet somebody on Tinder, you should always take as much care as if you had met somebody at a wedding. So, you know, you might meet someone at a wedding and think, well, they must be okay because my friend invited them to their wedding. So then, you know, I've got that kind of corroborative effect that they must be okay. But that, that's not necessarily the case. You must always be... Always protect yourself in all sorts of ways, whether that's obviously in terms of contraception or just being a bit streetwise, that just because you're meeting someone, if it seems too good to be true, that maybe that's because it is. What would you say? Is there still sort of a place, like a number one place you think to meet someone? You know, like we mentioned sort of 30 years ago, you could just maybe go into the pub or through the workforce. Is that still the best way? Or, or do you think that these apps are catching up, that people are now finding love on these apps? Or do you still think it's kind of, you know, for a friend, you know, at the workplace where you, you maybe get to know them before you jump into a relationship with them? Is there a number one that stands out? Well, that's a really interesting question, because I, I have several friends who are extremely happily married, having met online. Uh, and they've been married for six, seven eight years, you know, we're not talking just recently and therefore we don't know what's going to happen. And it worked for them. And in one particular case, the website was mysinglefriend.com. And I was the friend that kind of presented my friend. Uh, but I remember that he, for him, because he was at a certain age in his life, he had almost made it his mission. It, instead of saying, I need to change my job and I get my CV sorted out and this is my ambition. It was like, I need to be in a relationship. But for other people, I know that they find the whole, um, 
they hold they find the fact that everybody who's on the app is looking for a relationship quite intimidating it, it feels everyone is kind of like an exoset missile heat seeking you out zoning they've got their special questions and they've got the chat and it doesn't feel quite so organic and for those people the preference is to be in a queue i mean I, it happened actually to me last night i was I'm in a queue for the um, recording of a live podcast. And therefore, everybody in the queue was interested in the topic. And people were just sparking up conversations mm. because everybody was there with one passion in mind. You know, they either like film or they like the hosts or they uh, were quite keen to, to see a podcast recorded. Whatever it was, you were suddenly surrounded by people who've got a like-minded interest. And the conversation was a little bit more organic and it flowed a bit more freely. And, and as a result, people prefer that. Some people prefer that because it feels, um, it, it goes at a pace that they can assimilate and it doesn't go too quickly. But for other people, dating sites work really well because what they want, they want that quick fix. Different people take relationships at a different pace and therefore there's no one size fits all thankfully do you think that would be the piece of, of advice then lucy if you were thinking about trying to partner with somebody somebody that were going to inspire you and you were finding the dating world fairly uh fairly difficult to navigate get amongst people where you have a similar interest if you had to give one piece of advice say to addy who's desperately searching for love would that be how you would uh, do your best to find it I, I would say take the pressure off and instead of saying, got to go on as many dates as possible, got to meet as many women or men as possible, um, it is about saying, what do I want? Who do I want to be? Where do I show up as my best self? Is it when I go, is it when I do my cordon bleu cooking at home? Is it when I'm watching a movie? Is it when I'm listening to my favorite band? Is it when I go bell ringing? Put yourself in those spaces as much as possible partly because then you will just have really lovely experiences. Oh, I'm doing this thing I really love. I love cooking. I love listening to music. I love reading about current affairs. And as, as a result, you show up as your best self and, the, and the, the energy suddenly changes. You're no longer this desperate person on the hunt. This is my own perspective. You're not that desperate person looking for something. You're showing up for yourself. You're showing up and loving yourself first. And it's amazing how other people will find you. Other people will find you when you are in that different zone, that different energy, which is not to say that you won't find someone online. It's just about making sure that the energy matches. Do I really want to be with this person because they bring out the best in me rather than because I'm just terrified of being alone? Uh, final question, Lucy. Really appreciate you coming on. As I said, you know that phrase "never go back." Like everyone says that once you've split up with an ex, I never go back. It's almost like it's, it's a no entry uh, zone. Um, would you kind of would you kind of give that phrase sort of its like its own point, or, or would you say you know you can go back sometimes? And if you can go back, what advice would you give to someone that wants to go back? This is this is not me, by the way. This is just hypothetical. We just put it, definitely not. We're, 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 we're just, say, no, no, put, it, put it, it this way, Lucy. No. It's one of us, and I'm married. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've got a couple of producers in the room. It could be them as well. Exactly, it could be Lucy, the other Lucy. Um, I'm going to be very honest and say that my views have changed on this. Ooh. I used to be very much of the view, and I still think that this can be the case in most situations, which is that there are an X for a reason something happened, whether it was an ongoing thing or an abrupt betrayal, that actually there is a reason why they became an ex. And perhaps moving on is about taking responsibility for yourself and treating yourself with respect. But actually relationships are very complicated things. And sometimes you can form a connection with someone and it's just too important and the work isn't done. And going back to them might not mean that you'll be with them forever and ever, but there may be some unfinished business. Just tread carefully. And obviously, if it was an abusive relationship and you're unable and one is unable to let go of that 
because it's just triggering old wounds and you can't break free. That is clearly a different situation if you're in a coercively controlling relationship. Do your best to surround yourself with enough people to say you're worth more than this, time to step on. But I do think that in a way, you never want to lie on your deathbed and say, I wonder if, I wonder if I tried, if I just put myself out there one more time, even if I just, you know, that, that lovely scene in Love Actually, which is, is, I think is a really great film, even though it ends up being people's worst film. But there is that moment where he stands in front of her and says, say it's carol singers. But what if you were to go to the person that you really still love and just say, I just want to ask you one more time, is it possible? At least you'll know. At least you'll know. This is, this if is she has any sense, she'll say, absolutely not. I'm, I'm on a plane to Nigeria <laughs> right now. This is fantastic stuff. This is what I needed to hear from you, Lucy. Great. I'm not listening to Rory <laughs> and his views. I'm listening to the relationship expert. And that was poetry. <laughs> that was poetry. <laughs> uh, Lucy, honestly, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great to hear from you and your viewpoints as well. Um, some good stuff there. Some really good stuff. This is, it's a difficult world to navigate relationships. And I Very think difficult. it's about remembering that sometimes there is no right answer, that we just can only ever do the best we can. And, and I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we beg and I'm not suggesting that we diminish ourselves and demean ourselves in order to kind of turn ourselves into a pretzel to fit the other person. But sometimes you just have to say, what do I want? I want to give it one last shot. And, or I want, to, I want to walk away now and give myself the chance of a new life. Whatever your choice is, ultimately, I'm not going to judge you. Rory's not going to judge you. Other people listening to this podcast, just remember, this isn't about judging. It's just about being led by the heart don't be led by fear be led by love you are very very good <laughs> I, I honestly you really are uh, lucy again thank you uh, so much uh, look thank you so much as well for joining us remember um you can listen to us all the time We've got some really great episodes coming up as well make sure you download our podcast from wherever you download your podcast from whether it be spotify or apple and make sure you follow us as well mm-hmm.